thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We are so glad you're with us today for Jesus the Healer. Thank you for taking the time to be with us and know this, any time in the Word is time well spent, I tell you. So uh, we've been taking the last several, well, really weeks to minister on a series that I'm teaching called Following the Holy Spirit. My, my, my. Listen, what a help to know who to follow <laughs> and how to follow, right? Because um, it'll help us in our finish. And um, something that our spiritual father, Kenneth Hagin, made the statement. He said, if you can teach people to follow their spirits, you can help them in every arena of life. Well, my goodness, that spins everywhere. Amen. And so we've been teaching because um, really sometimes... Christians haven't been taught the importance of following their spirit. They haven't even been taught the, the need to follow their spirit. Um, they just think that, you know, just read the Bible and then love God and go, you know, <laughs> and those things are good and those things are right. But we have to learn how to follow the spirit who leads us into God's best for our lives. Amen. And uh, we don't want to grieve the spirit by not giving him proper place in our life. Um, it's about turning toward him. When we turn toward him and give proper, um, give space to him in the events of our day and take, take a moment and say, what do you say about this? It, it honors him. And I guarantee you, he is our guide, our teacher, our helper. Amen. He is our counselor. And to have divine counsel at your disposal 24 hours a day, He's the divine genius in us. <clears throat> no use going without that divine counsel. So we need to know what does it mean to follow the Spirit of God. Well, we've taken many episodes to teach, and uh, I can't repeat it all, so I invite you to go back and watch what was previously recorded because we'll go on further today. But uh, we've been looking at Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. It reads, For the Word of God is quick or alive. It's powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. Well, your soul is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions. So notice the Word of God, as we feed upon that, it helps us divide what came out of our soul and what came out of our spirit. Amen. Because notice it says dividing between soul and spirit, not mingling. And this is what we've been talking about in the past couple of episodes, that it's when we mingle our own human reasoning in with how our spirit is leading us that we become confused. 
And so that's what we've been talking about because we don't want to lose clarity that the Spirit gives. And one of the things that we've talked about was, is um, when the Spirit is leading us to do something, we have peace about it. When the Spirit is warning us not to go a certain direction, we don't have peace about it. Well, we're safe in following the, the peace uh, or the lack of peace. Don't go that direction, right? And uh, that's a safe guide because the Spirit of God leads us through that peace. But we also have to realize that when we're perceiving the Spirit dealing with us about something, what, how do we handle that? Because as, as we were talking about in the previous episode, son, we, we learned this, that God will talk to us about what we talk to Him about. Sometimes we don't even know to talk to Him about something. We don't know that something is up ahead maybe. And the Spirit of God will prompt us towards something. Um, there have been times in my past that I would sense a, a, a changes coming in the season of my life. Well, just because I perceive that does not mean I have that fully defined. Right. Uh, what we don't want to do is perceive something in our heart, but let the mental, the soulish side of man define that. Right. Yeah. So what we perceive in our spirit needs to be defined by the spirit. Right. Amen. 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 And uh, this is where people can become confused because sometimes they'll say, well, it seemed to me that God was dealing with me about a job change. So they go out and they start a business and then their business, you know, doesn't do well. And then they go, well, I thought God was leading me. Well, he might've been talking to you about a job change, but maybe he meant something else, right, yeah, right, <laughs> but right. we didn't ask him. Mm -hmm. And so we just put our own interpretation on something. Yeah. And when we interpret ourselves what God is trying to get across to us, many times we're, we're going to miss that. Yes. And then we'll get confused because we go, well, I perceive that God was dealing with us. So that's the thing that we have to pay attention to is when we perceive that he's dealing with us about something, start talking to him. Yes. That's what he's that's wanting right. to prompt. Yes. He's wanting us to ask him questions. Yes. Why? Because that invites his counsel. Yes. He's not going to force his way no. into our lives. And so into the daily duties and the daily responsibilities of life. He waits for us to turn toward him. Yes. And so uh, we have to realize that we're to be spirit dominated. The more we're dominated by our spirits, the more accurately we'll live in line with what's in our spirit. We don't want to be dominated by our minds. Why? Well, for one reason, uh, the mental arena is Satan's arena. I mean, that's the arena he deals with right? Yeah. He suggests all kinds of things. And when someone is dominated by their mind, that means they're letting their natural human reasoning take the lead instead of their spirits yeah. take yes. the lead. Yeah. Um, God gave us our minds, but not to lead us with. That's right. The mind of man is not equipped to lead our life. Yes. The spirit of man is equipped to lead our life. Yes. Why? Because that's the part of us that has been born again. That is the feature of man that has the nature and the life of God in it. So therefore, the spirit of man is equipped to take the lead. But the mind doesn't have the life of God in it, right. so to speak. Um, we're to renew the mind with the word of God. But um, the mind is not equipped to lead the spirit. The spirit is equipped to lead the mind. Amen. And so when someone is dominated by their mind instead of by their spirits, they, they'll tend to overthink things. Yeah, right. 
and then they'll follow their own human reasoning. And then when something doesn't turn out right, they'll think, well, I don't understand. I thought God was leading me. Well, you might have sensed God leading you, but he did not intend for your mind to define what he was leading you in. He wants you to talk to him about it and let that definition come through your spirit. Amen. And then people that are dominated by their minds is if it doesn't make sense to them mentally, they won't go that direction. Well, uh, (laughs) to follow God, things don't have to make sense to the, to the mind of man. You can't always figure it out. That's why it's called a walk of faith. That's why we live by faith. We don't live by the mental arena. Amen. Amen. We're to live by faith because the spirit of man can receive and believe what the mind would kick out. Mm-hmm. Your, your spirit can receive things that the mind doesn't even understand yet. Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, because the mind of man is not sufficient to take the lead. Why? God deals with us spirit to spirit. He doesn't deal with us spirit to mind. Mm-hmm. He's a spirit and he deals with our spirit. Yes. So that's why we're to follow our spirit, not our mind. But what our spirit knows is to float up and enlighten our minds. But what our mind uh, follows is not to be authored by the mind. Right. Amen. Amen. Then we have our own human will that's in, in, encased in the mental arena, right? Yes. So we have a will of our own, but what are we going to do with it when it's, in different, in it when it's different than what God is leading us to yeah. do? Yeah. You can want something, but you can perceive in your heart that you're to do something different yeah. than what you're wanting. What you're going to do? Right. What you're going to do? Okay. We have to bring our will into agreement. God will not, he doesn't take our will from us. Right. He won't dominate our will. We're to bring our will into agreement. Yes. Amen. Amen. We don't want to be dominated by our will. (laughs) We want our will to become, we want to bring our will into agreement with with God because that's when our will won't kick against the plan of God for our life. God doesn't override our wills. Like I said, he gave us our wills. So we're to bring it into agreement. Then you have in the, the the soul is made up of the mind, Mm -hmm. the will, and the emotions. If we're led by our minds, we'll be, we're overthinking things. Mm-hmm. If we're led by our emotions, oh, they're our, excuse me, our will, then we can go a different direction than what God's saying. Yeah. Then what about our emotions? If we are led by our emotions, we'll be unstable. Right. Why? Because emotions can go up and down. I mean, they will go, God gave us our emotions, yes. but not to lead us. That's the key. Just because they came from God did not mean that God intended them to lead us. They're to color our life, but not to bring us into unsoundness. Amen. Amen. Because that emo- those emotions can be unsteady. Like I said, up, shifting, moving all the time. But if, if we're dominated by our spirits, we're dominated by the life of God. Yeah. We're dominated by the ability of God. Yes. Amen. That's in us. So to not be dominated by the thought life, we have to discipline ourselves so that we go, I know what I sense in my spirit. I know what my mind is telling me, but I'm going to discipline my thought life to not argue with my spirit. 
That's called renewing the mind. Yes. Listen, Satan, the mind is Satan's battleground because he comes at the mind and he comes, he comes, he speaks to the mind from out here. Yes. When our spirit enlightens us, it comes, it floats up to our mind from within our spirit. So we have to recognize what direction did it come from? Yes. Amen. We can't keep Satan from suggesting thoughts, but we can sure keep from taking them. That's right. Amen. It's difficult to know the leading of the spirit when someone is being dominated by the mental arena yes. because they'll, they run everything through the mind. And sometimes you cannot even fully articulate what you're perceiving in your spirit. You just have a sense, I shouldn't do this yes. or I should do this. And you, don't, you can't even articulate all the conditions around that. You just know you should or shouldn't. Right. But if someone's dominated by their mind, they won't act until they can, they can figure it all out. Yeah. And that'll lead them into difficulty. I want you to turn with me, if you would, to Job chapter 22. Job chapter 22. In verse 21, and I'm going to read out of the Amplified Classic translation. And I, I want you to see what the Amplified Classic translation says. It says, acquaint now yourself with him. Mm-hmm. What's that mean? Agree with God. Did you get that? Agree yes. with God. Notice that those who are acquainted with God, notice what they do. They agree with God. If, if people are not, acqu- are, are not a- agreeing with God, then we're not acquainted with him as we need to be. Yes. Because when you're acquainted with him, you realize he's always right. Yes. <laughs> Amen. So those who don't agree with God will struggle against what he's leading them to do. Sure. Their heart is prompting them one way, but their will is taking them another way. Their own human reasoning, their own mind, their will, their emotions is wanting this and they're holding on to this. Well, uh, then that's where you'll struggle. Mm-hmm. To, to, haven't you ever been that in that place where you just struggled? Yeah. Why? Because you knew something in your heart, but you didn't want to do it. Right. Or you had something else planned. And then you struggle and struggle and finally you do, okay, I'll just do it. And realize the struggle was far worse than if you just obeyed what the leading was to begin with. Isn't that right? Uh, And know this, if God is leading us to do something, it's always going to be better than what we could have planned. It's always going to bring us benefit. It's always going to bring us blessing. It's never, if, if there's something that we had planned and we had wanted, but we sense the spirit leading us different, it's not so he could take something from us. It's because what we planned would take something from us. Yes. Right. Yes. Amen. Amen. You know, um, if, if, if you have it this way, when, when, as I said, when you are acquainted with God, mm-hmm. you, you quickly agree with him. Yes. Yes. And the more acquainted you are, the quicker you agree. Amen. Um, if you have a young child, maybe a two-year-old that's some is standing on a counter and, uh, a man comes up that she's never seen and he's a big, strong man. And he says, here, honey, jump to me. She'll look at him and go, uh-uh, uh-uh. uh-uh. And then mama comes up and mama's like 110 pounds and that child just sails through the air and lands on a mama who's not near as strong. What's the difference? 
She knew one. She didn't know the other. She was acquainted with one, not the other. That's what happens when we know God, we jump. When we're acquainted with him, we don't stand there and go, uh, 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 I figured out this. No, I fig. no, we, we understand the one who is telling us and directing us in that movement knows better than us. Amen. So the more we know him, the quicker we move. Amen. So again, Job 22, verse 21, the Amplified Classic, it says, acquaint now yourself with him. Agree with God and look at this. Show yourself to be conformed to his will. What's that mean? Uh, Since you agree with him, obey what he tells you to do. Just obey. Uh, Show yourself. How do you show yourself that you're conformed? You agree. You agree. agree. Some say that they agree and still go out and do their own thing. You know, have you ever had a kid that agreed with you to your face? And then after you walked out of the room, they did their own thing. Well, that kid got in trouble, hopefully, right? I mean, surely that, 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 came, to, that came to light and that, that kid got in trouble with that parent. So in parenting, kids may verbally agree, but then they go out and do something else. It's the same thing that we're told here. Don't just agree with God verbally, but show yourself to be conformed to his will by doing let, let your agreement take on actions. That's what it means. Yes. Amen. Take on the actions of agreement. Why? Because you'll be blessed in that. Yes. Then let's go on reading again in verse 21. Acquaint now yourself with him. Agree with God. Show yourself to be conformed to his will. Look at this and be at peace. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Yes. If we're struggling, mm-hmm. if we're struggling and we're not at peace, where have we transgressed? Where have we done something a little bit different than what we had here? Amen. Listen, I've been to that point where God's dealing with you about something and you go, oh, I don't want to do that. And you just get into that struggle system. And then once you finally just, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And then all of a sudden you have peace again. All of a sudden the struggle leaves and you go, I don't know why. I kicked against that. Amen. But he's uh, in Job, it says, so show yourself to be conformed to God's will and be at peace by that. By what? By agreeing with God and then doing what you say you agree with by that you shall prosper. Mm -hmm. Look at that. You shall prosper. Look at this and great good shall come to you. You won't even have to go get it. It'll come. Why? To those who agree with the will of God and carry it out. So when you have a leading, agree with what you sense. Carry it out. Why? Because great good is at the other end of it. Great peace is at the other end of it. It gets rid of that inward struggle. Amen. So uh, not only that, it says you'll prosper. You will prosper and great good shall come to you. So if we're going to be skillful in following the spirit, we have to practice agreeing with what we sense in our spirit. Um, If we're not careful, we're uh, we're more practiced at our opinion. You know, seriously. You know, we can, if we're not careful, we can... Um, work for an employer, and every time he tells us to do something, we go, oh, yeah, we, we do it outwardly, but inwardly we're going, well, he shouldn't have done it that way. Yeah. He should. Right. Th- yeah. Well, we don't want to practice that right. with God. 
because that's where the difficulty and the struggle comes from. Amen. Amen. So if we want to follow the spirit, um, we have to be quick to agree. Uh, Quick to agree with him. Quick to agree with what we sense in our spirit. Um, Someone asked, and I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to read after anything of Smith Wigglesworth, but if you haven't, it would bless you. Um, there's some materials out. He was a preacher. He lived in, was born in the 1800s, and I think he died maybe in the 1940s. But um, his his ministry was so impactful because he was a man of the word and of the spirit. And um, some Bible school students he was ministering to asked him one time, said, uh, brother, they said, how have you become so keen in the things of the spirit? Because I mean, when he ministered healing, had a strong healing ministry. Mm -hmm. It was so keen of how he ministered healing to people. And they said, how did you become so keen? He said, anytime I sensed the spirit directing me, he said, I I instantly moved with that. I instantly moved with that. Listen, have you ever noticed that when you pick something up in your heart, you know God's dealing with you about something, but you hesitate, Mm -hmm. then the mind kicks in. Ever notice that pattern? So, for example, God told you to give somebody a certain amount of money. Just inst- many times people don't immediately just start pulling it out. They'll sit and think about that. Yeah. Right. And they'll think, okay, now if I give them that amount of money, I've got my car payment coming yeah. up. I got my house payment coming yeah. up. I'm making this yeah. trip. And they start reasoning. Yes. And what happens, then you set yourself up for struggle. Because now you've given all of those reasonings, you've given them place, and now you've got to step over those mm-hmm. to obey God. I've been there. I've learned the quicker I obey God, the quicker I close the door to the enemy to trouble my mind about what what God told me to do. Right? If you just say, okay, God, and you just do it and you just just immediately act on it, then the devil has no more time to try to, if I could say this, give you 14 reasons why you need that money yourself. (laughs) Right? The quicker we obey, the, the, the less we struggle. That's right. Amen. Amen. Not struggling against God, but struggling with all the opposition that the devil tells of why you shouldn't do all that. Now, Isaiah chapter 1 in verse 19. Um, Isaiah 1 verse 19 tells us this. If ye be willing... And obedient, Mm -hmm. you shall eat the good of the land. Notice this. There's two things that have to be obeyed here. Willingness Mm -hmm. and the obedience of that or the carrying out, performing the act. Then he says, you'll eat the good of the land. Mm -hmm. So there's a twofold requirement to have the good of the land. You can't do one part. You can't just say, I'm willing to obey God. (laughs) It's the actual carrying out. Um, willingness really speaks of, a, of an attitude, right? Yes. You know, willing. Uh, for example, if you, if you tell your ki- your, one of your kids, go clean your room, mm-hmm. um, and they might clean it, but they did it with a bad attitude. Mm-hmm. They weren't willing, but they did it. Yeah. Yeah. 
they'll still get in trouble. In my household, my kids got in trouble for that. You, you, you look like you were unwilling on your face. You look like you're unwilling in the way you walked to your room, <laughs> you know, stomping a foot. That's just an invitation for mama to show up, you know? And so you not being willing did not please me, even though you cleaned up the room. Right. Right. Or somebody says, yes, mama, yes, mama. And they don't do it. Right. See, willing and obedience. So willing is an attitude, a heart issue that you bring yourself into agreement and the obedience is the actual carrying out of the act. God wants both of those in place. Our obedience must have our willingness backing it up. Amen. That's when you eat the good of the land. So when people say, I want to follow the spirit, then you have to be willing to do what he says, right? That's part of following the spirit. It's not just we want a supernatural experience of the spirit um, directing us, but we want to obey. We intend to obey when he tells us, and we're glad to obey. I said, then we'll, we'll we be glad to obey. Yeah. That we do it with joy. It matters that we obey with joy. I said, it matters that we obey with joy. He desire, he, you know, there'll be people, I would be willing. I would be willing. I just want to be willing, you know. Um, I, I love something one preacher said. God said to a certain minister, um, he said something about, would you go to, I don't, it was some foreign land. Would you go to a foreign land for me? And he, oh, he said, he struggled and struggled and struggled because he didn't want to do that. And he struggled and it went on for months and months and months and months. And finally he couldn't stand the struggle anymore. He said, okay, God, I'll go. And God said, I didn't ask you to go. I said, would you be willing to go? I just asked you a question. And he thought that meant God was sending him. It wasn't. God was just saying, would you be willing? And if he would have said, yes, I'd be willing, God will say, well, thank you. Thank you. You know, God wasn't directing him to go. And many times that's the way we handle things. We make it so much worse than it is. (laughs) So we want to follow the spirit. But if we say we want to follow the spirit, that means we have to bring ourselves in agreement with how he's leading us. Amen. Willing to do what he says. Willing to do it. Amen. Well, it's been, it's such an honor for us to be able to come to you and spend this time teaching you the word. It's, it's one of the greatest privileges of our life to share this time. But the reason we have this time is because of the generosity of Kenneth Copeland Ministries and the partners of Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Brother Copeland has sown this time to us to be on the air and be able to minister this with like all the programmers that are on the Victory Channel. This is sowed time. And so we ask you and pray about, if you would pray about becoming a partner with Kenneth Copeland Ministries, if you're not already, because it keeps programs like this coming into your home and the other programmers that are on the network. Amen. And so you can go to kcm.org and you can sign up to become a partner there. But until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In this important book by Nancy Dufresne, 
Following the Holy Spirit, you will learn how to recognize and follow the leading of the Spirit and receive God's help in every arena of your life. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Ontario, Canada at Promise of Life Church, August 27th through the 31st. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. God has provided a way for His children to have ongoing visit. Your life will be changed as you meditate on the revelations in this book, Visitations from God by Nancy Dufresne. Order your copy now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.